Are you, like Newcastle United, one of those who all you do is win every single day, no matter what? Well, if you want to win at running your own business, it's time to draft Shopify as your all-in-one commerce platform. Forget the off-season work. Shopify makes it simple to sell to anyone from anywhere. Whether you're selling warm-ups or wall hangers, it's time to start selling with Shopify and join the platform simplifying commerce for millions of businesses worldwide. With Shopify, you'll customise your online store to your brand, discover new customers and build the relationships that create die-hard fans. Shopify fields all the sales channels to grow a winning business, from an in-person POS system to an all-in-one e-commerce platform, even across social media platforms like TikTok, Facebook and Instagram. And thanks to 24-7 support and free on-demand business courses, Shopify is on your team every step of the way. It's how every minute new sellers around the world score their first sale with Shopify. And you can too. Shopify is the secret to becoming a business champion by making it simple for anyone to sell their products anywhere, taking the guesswork out of selling. When you're ready to take your winning ideas into the world, team up with Shopify, the commerce platform powering millions of businesses down the street and around the globe. Try out Shopify for free today and start selling anywhere. This is a possibility powered by Shopify. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash truefaith, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash truefaith to start selling online today. That's shopify.com slash truefaith. It's the True Faith Newcastle United podcast and we continue our summer series of free podcasts today talking about the Newcastle United manager, Eddie Howe, and the season that he, in particular, has just had as he has led Newcastle United to Champions League glory. I'm joined in our office today by Mark Cowley, Kyle Thompson, and Johnny Greenwood. I'm going to talk about Eddie Howe, what he's done, what he's achieved, why, how he did it, and why we think he's so good. Quick note from me, of course, we're on Patreon. It's between three and eight pounds a month. If you're, getting, if you're missing your Newcastle United fix over the summer, Come and join us on there. Nearly a thousand others are these days. Would love to have you along. I'm going to start off this show, though, by just talking about Eddie Howe and how he makes us feel. The, the, the head of Newcastle United, the manager, of course, but also the person who kind of embodies everything good about the club. I don't think there's a more popular manager, maybe apart from Pep Guardiola, in world football right now, such as Howe's uncontested popularity at Newcastle United with its supporters in this city and across the world. Johnny, I'll start with you, mate. Eddie Howe, when I mention his name, when I mention the job he's done in the 22-23 season, how does it make you feel? It makes me feel incredible, I have to be honest. I just think when you look at this season as a whole, a lot of Newcastle fans, I think if you put like an average prediction of where Newcastle fans were going to think that we were going to finish, probably around about that seventh mark, maybe eighth. And these just exceeded expectations on so many different levels. In terms of so many different aspects which we'll touch into later on in the podcast but the big word that I'll take from Eddie Howe this season is that there's so much trust in this process there's so much trust from the fans from the players from the um, the, uh, the hierarchy of the football club they can trust Eddie Howe to deliver and what he want and what they want now Champions League football was certainly something that they would have wanted I don't think they probably expected it this season but He's just been absolutely phenomenal at just even the smallest things. And I'm going to put it out there. 
in terms of probably from the media side of things, he's probably not the, the best manager because he doesn't give a lot away. But I think when you've got the the, the, the fanfare of Newcastle United and how, let's be honest, how mad it's been for the last 20 years, sometimes you probably just need a manager like an Eddie Howe just to kind of go, right, let's just calm, let's just relax and let's just show how good we are actually on the pitch and I can show my talent as a coach on this football pitch and it's just worked an absolute dream. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Like it comes, it, it comes down to the trust. It comes down to his calmness on and off the the training pitch, on and off the field. That there's been several times in the season where he could end up scrapping with other managers, but he's just calm and composed. And like I think that I think Johnny's absolutely right, and that's exactly what we what we need just a just a calm head to to see we're through it and. I know a lot of the media will say like, oh, he's a, an experienced coach and and like he ha- he's not done it at the top level, but you'd think he had like with the season that we've had and the like in moments in the season where where obviously the Villa game I don't want to touch on it too much because it was a, it was probably the worst moment of the season, but to bounce back and then get into the top four the way we did, you know, like it's it's just the it's just the calmness and the. Just you know, like we're fine. Like we're we're a good football team. We're still fucking class. Like you know what I mean. Like it's just 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 stay calm, level head. And I think next season going into the Champions League, which is mad to say in itself. <laughs> like we'll, we'll we'll be all like what there will be tough moments in next season because there's more games and and stuff like that. But like Johnny says, everybody trusts the process. Everyone has a trust in each other and. Eddie Howe's at the forefront of that, and long may it continue. Yeah, again, agree with both your points. Um, he's just proud to be our manager. I don't think any, I want anyone else at the moment. We had a link to a few different managers, you know, Emery at the time, but coming back now, it's like there's no other person I want to be a part of this and to be our manager is Eddie Howe. As you said, he just built trust from day one coming in that squad and in the I would say we'll touch on a lot of points, what he's done, and he's done everything so well. Um, but just building that from the culture to it, to that tactical side, recruitment side, everything that he's done so far, it's just been, he's got everything right. And we've had some tough moments in the season. If you look at that, the cup final, he kind of didn't turn up really. And we we're a bit flat and we weren't playing our best football. We we're kind of struggling to go a little bit. And you think at that point, I mean, we did a podcast saying, is it a dream getting into the Champions League? And I think I said at the I think it is. I don't think we'll do it. And then he's come up with another solution in these tough moments where even at the start of the season we went in this run and he's done it again and we've got Champions League. Um, just everything embodies Newcastle United um, off and on the field. He's just, yeah, like I say, it's proud that that he is our manager and that trust fit, the, the trust is it's 100% there. And in terms of the strategy and plan and going forward, he knows hopefully we of delivering going forward what, what he intends to do, really. Um, but yeah, he's, he's done everything right so far, so may it continue. Really good points, lads. And Craig Hope did a piece, I think uh, maybe just after Newcastle had qualified for the Champions League, saying Eddie Howe rang Kevin Keegan for advice about being Newcastle manager. Good person to ring if you can get their phone number. I don't know who told Craig this story. I'm, you know, source will be a good one, but I don't know whether this came from Eddie Howe or what, but it kind of doesn't matter. What what Keegan supposedly said to Howe was, I don't I don't need to give you that much advice. Just be honest with the supporters, and they will reward that. They'll appreciate that. And it's a small thing, isn't it? Because 
it's not just about who how it replaced and the kind of dishonesty that surrounded that whole era, I suppose, for a number of reasons, which we'll not go into today. But one of you said the word trust, and it is a really strange thing, isn't it, to have between, you know, particularly Newcastle fan base and the manager, is absolute complete trust. And you see that in the vast, vast majority of decisions how makes. Rare is it that a manager, I can only kind of think of Rafa Benitez, but not at, nowhere near to the level of, of, of how. And, and so Bobby Robson, again, just for a little bit, um, where when Howe makes a decision about a player or a team selection or a sub, it's just accepted. Even if you disagree with it, you're like, well, well, I wouldn't have done it, but what do I know? Because Eddie Howe's the manager. He gets these things right. It's a rare thing for a manager to have. You know, people used to say there was, oh, I think Graham Sooner said there was 52,000 other managers in the stands. Well, not at St. James's Park, there isn't right now. There's one manager, he's got an assistant, and everyone is absolutely content to let those guys do their thing, manage, make the big decisions that matter, which itself is remarkable. And also, I think in terms of the 22-23 season, one of the big things about how is we've seen him become far more comfortable. He's loosened up a bit. You know, one of you said before, um, his press conferences aren't a great watch or listen. They are interesting. I'm not saying don't watch them. Do watch them. They're actually, the club put out far more of the press conference on, on their YouTube channel than pretty much ever, every other Premier League club who kind of reduced it to 10 minutes. I think with Howe, because he's plays everything with such a straight bat, there is no need to edit things out. There's no need to, you know, package things to make him sound potentially better uh, than a full press conference would show. But he is just con- incredibly straightforward. He demands, he demands integrity and application from his players, intensity as well. And they're, they're not easy things to get from professional footballs at this level. Otherwise, every club would do it. Every club would play the same way. But they don't. But I think fans trust how to be able to, p- to put a performance on. And there's only maybe one performance last season in very way that, where they didn't quite achieve it. And it was only quite um, where every single player gives 100%. And how, how long did Newcastle fans say that's all we wanted? Well, well we've got it now. And for Eddie Howe to be the one who delivered that when there were such doubts about his appointment, maybe not from within the football club and within the city, but from outside, uh, it's a pretty remarkable story. And it kind of gets lost. I mean, the fact that he didn't win Manager of the Year this season is just hilarious. But we're not here to talk about that. He, he was the be- he's been the best Premier League manager, in my opinion, in terms of improving the resources that he has to achieve results which should have been outside of his scope. Uh, he's done it two years in a row. And if he does it three years in a row, he'll probably win the league. So... We'll talk more about that later in the summer, though, as we look forward to next season. Going to break now for part one of this show. There's a a couple of adverts coming up. If you don't want to listen to them, you get these shows advertisement-free, plus lots more on our Patreon from just £3 a month. We'll be back to talk about how in a lot more detail the job he's done after these. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. 
Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I asked my podcast colleagues in the run-up to this podcast um, to think about things that Howe had impressed them with this season, and we've got a, a really good list to go through. So we're going to kick off with you, Kyle, and one of the most favourite things I read from you and the guys was that you impressed by the fearlessness that Howe had installed in his team. Do you want to talk about that, please? Uh, it comes to two games within the season, like Man United at home and Tottenham at home. They're two big games. It, 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 at the time, obviously, I know we finished well in front of Tottenham, but we're roughly on the same points when we played against them. To go, what, 6-0 up, 5-0 up in the first 20 minutes, absolutely insane, and I really think that shows the the fearless, fearlessness of, of this team because it's such a big occasion where it's like it's a it's a six pointer for the Champions League. If we're actually going to do it, we need to get a win from somewhere. It might be nervy, it might be tight, but we blew them away five nil. Man United, I don't think had a shot. On, but I mean, they probably had one shot on goal. But other than that, it was just pure dominance. Like those two games in particular, I can really use to highlight my point because we're absolutely amazing on both days, and they're just the, the opposition, despite being in the same part of the league as we. They couldn't handle one. Like, if you'd have watched that Newcastle Man United game and then said, Oh, Man United finished above Newcastle this season, you know, you'd be like, Why I? No bother. Like, there was just two, just two separate class, classes in, that, in the games there that I've mentioned. And I just think it's a mentality throughout the entire squad where I think the entertainers team had that a lot as well, where it was like a, a fearlessness, like, we're going to beat you regardless of who you are. And it's just like, it just come. It just comes down to the fearless, fearlessness, and I think that'll bode well in the Champions League next season when we're against the super teams and and all that stuff. Because we don't care how big you are, we're, we're coming for you, and we're gonna we're gonna play our game the way we want to, despite the players that you've got against. With, I think that's a really good point, actually, because I, don't get me wrong, I really like Keith Downey as a journalist, but when he asked that question, to Eddie Howard before the Spurs game, would you take a point? <laughs> and that look of just pure disgust. I think <laughs> that is what good journalists do. They, they get, they get the. It might not be about the answer; it's yeah. about the response in it. Hundred percent. But uh, no, I, I think obviously they learned his lesson on that one. But in regards to the actual topic that you mentioned, Kyle, the fearlessness of this football team right now, it doesn't matter who you play. Like, there's been games that we haven't on paper have a, had a great record against over the years, like Nottingham Forest, probably in the in the nineties, where we just didn't have a great record against at all. Um, you know, Everton away, another ground that we struggle at. There's, there's been that feeling that's actually forget about what's happened. We're going to create our own history. And it's almost that has just rubbed off on every single player because they haven't got any, like obviously if you look at the spine of the team, they just don't have, don't have those scars, those emotional scars of, you know, of bad performances or negativity at this football club. And long may that continue, but Eddie Howe deserves a lot more, a lot of credit 
putting that mindset into those players because we wouldn't be where we wouldn't be talking about Newcastle and Champions League because of it. If you, if you don't have that fearlessness, you're mid table and you've got you've got no ambition. That's the exact opposite of this Eddie Howe's Newcastle United. I actually think that's a great point, but there's two other games that I would choose to demonstrate it. Not that yours are incorrect, that obviously are, and I think, like you said, Kyle, the man you won in particular, there was a lot hanging over from that cup final, and we didn't we didn't do to them what we should have done in that cup final. For whatever reason, we're not going to get into that today, but then to come out and, and, and do what we did, in the first 10 minutes you knew it just was like Man United are not going to kick today. And that was a big thing. Man United finished third, then finished above us in the league, burgled it really at the end. But it was massive, that game. And, and obviously the Spurs game speaks for itself. But the two other games I want to highlight. Number one, Manchester City at home. Man City turn up. Newcastle start with the intensity, but then they have a ropey couple of minutes where Man City have a couple of good chances and then they do score a very simple, badly defended goal. And all of a sudden, it's just like, I remember watching the game. I was on holiday, so I was in Greece at the time, watching the game, thinking, like, where do you go from now? You've tried the intensity. You've conceded. Man City have, you know, have taken the lead. They're the champions. They got like 98 points, whatever it was last season. Literally, they've got Haaland in the side. Where do you go from here? And for Newcastle United to pretty much double down on their approach and think, we're going to press you even higher. We're going to press you harder. We're going to push you further back. It was an incredible, brave, fearless response to what in normal situations for most Premier League clubs is game over. And it could have gone really badly. And that's why the fearlessness is, is true. It could have gone really badly if Newcastle had gone 2-0 down like they did against Liverpool with 10 men later in the season and still continue to press them and still had the better of the game and still created more chances. It, it's all right doing it when things are going well. It's all right doing it at nil-nil. It's all right doing it when you're one nil up. But doing it when you're one nil down, like they did against Manchester City, that's something else. And the other big game I want to talk about for them doing that is Spurs away. Spurs were third place in the league, Newcastle were six or something like that. They went away from home to Tottenham Hotspur, who at the time... Antonio Conte was doing a great job. They were third in the league. He got them to fourth last season. They have Kane and Son to go to that stadium and depress them as high as we did to score the goals that we did, particularly the Almiron goal, which was which was largely due to Longstaff and Almiron's pressing. Um, again, to go away from home to an established top six club, like you said, Johnny, it was just the most only Cassie United thing that you could do. And they did it in 2-1 was uh, not a flare reflection in terms of how much better Newcastle were in that uh, in that game so a massive massive um feature of this season and I'm, I'm really pleased that you brought it up Kyle it's a it's a really good point next one that you had on your list lads uh, I'll, I'll read to you now um Carly, I'll come to you on this one defensive organization and you had a couple of other points around that but take it away yeah um one of the doubts for how being appointed manager was his defensive organization um I think over the course of Bournemouth being in the Premier League, I think it was an average of 66 goals. They, they conceded, and when Eddie Howe was out for that year, he's, Eddie Howe, he spoke about this, he's very hard on himself in, in terms of proving, and one of the things was defensively and how he could improve and do in that, really. And then he, he's come into this side who <laughs> played with a kind of back five. Um, back and, 10. Well, back 10, yeah. <laughs> just really soaking up pressure, but still conceding goals, really. I think from the seasons before, we'd with the bottom of kind of tackles, duels one kind of interception. So there was a big kind of change in terms of how he's going to change his style of play, but also defensive and what defensively what he could do really um, within that. Obviously, recruitment being a obviously a big part, but in terms of this season, um, how he's how he's done that, it's kind of attack from well, 
defend from attack really we've the intensity we've got in terms of pressing from from the attack we've seen in many games um look at more recent one brighton brighton game what what brighton tried to do and we i say they, they couldn't get out they couldn't get out of their half in that game um and we've done that so many times this season and that allows us for that defense who are not blessed with with pace um to play higher up the pitch and then obviously everything if any they try and come from the fence only um Botman or Shark can intercept that really and then we've got within that we've got the midfield who is a massive like so much energy in that midfield and we've seen Longstaff Bruno and Willick Joe Linton in there in terms of like supporting that defense but also when need to press we've seen it so many times they're in the position to do that really so we've seen that style of play completely kind of changed from that pack five back 10 as you said to this back four to us pressing and when also we needed to we can play horrible we can manage the game we can do that low block we've seen it against arsenal we go arsenal who arsenal haven't dropped the point it's it um the emirates up until that point that season this season and they scored in the last thing i mentioned the pod yeah, 16 17 games in a row we went there and it looked like a long net after the first 10 minutes, but we settled in the game and Arsenal never really had a chance in that game. And we can play like that. Um, they can call it the dark arts or whatever they want to call it in terms of uh, waiting time. But it's not that. They just, just couldn't get through through our team, our defence. And we've, we've done that in a few other games. Man, you away when we looked tired. We managed that game out really well. Even when Tottenham scored that, that, goal, at, that goal at their place. For me, and I wasn't worried. I never looked, we didn't look like Goran, they didn't like Goran after he conceded that goal, they never really had another chance. So I just think in terms of what he's, what he's done to that, kind of the whole team and how we've got that play. And then defensively, are we bringing in Trippier, um, Botman, or we're going we're to talk more about recruitment in a bit, um, and Byrne, and then in terms of how he's improved Shaw in that team as well, it's just been a massive transformation. And then when it, when it does get, by defences, obviously we've got Pope there, who, again, at the start of the season, it wasn't a priority that we needed to get a keeper, you'd think, it was that, the other positions, but you just show how much of a difference uh, like a class keeper does. Dubrovka was good, but Pope's on another level, really. Uh, his presence in that, with that defence and how he, and how he's, how he works that defence, and he can mop up in terms of um, if a ball comes to the top, he's, he's good at coming out. It was obviously only made one really mistake, and a big mistake that was this season of doing that but when all, like he, he can come out and do that if the ball does get pie not many teams this season of of the villas probably exception really where we a defense really got kind of found out a little bit in that game but he's made big saves in that as well if you look at recently the Leicester game that could have been one little left and he had nothing to do for so much of that game um crystal palace save he made he won, his, won the game on pens as well so he's made some really big saves as well uh brighton where we he, he was home on the match that day so just yeah just how he's organized that defense and it's it's been a massive change what we're kind of not used to uh, my lifetime anyway we've, we've seen some bad defenses but it's been been so much different yeah I think that the one thing I would say about this defense is that when you've got someone like Manchester City with their the monies the money that they have and the players that they have and the fact that you've conceded this, the same amount of goals as them in a full season again that comes back to Eddie Howe and you think wow what have you done on that training pitch to make this defence almost unstoppable at times I know they've had the odd moment which we've, which we've all mentioned but in terms of a full season 
well, that purple patch that we had for a defence for, I think it was from October to pretty much Christmas, maybe early January. It was absolutely ridiculous. We could, we didn't look like conceding. We just didn't. And, and, that, and again, Nick Pope was getting barely tested it, you know. And if he mm. was getting tested, he was making fantastic, crucial saves when we needed him to do so. But it's just the experience that we've got from Kieran Trippier, the freshness of a, um, I, I was going to say the experience as well of Fabian Scher, by the way. And I know we're going to talk about improvement of players and I really want to touch, touch about him later on. But the freshness of Sven Botman, just to go there and relax and enjoy playing in this Newcastle defence and being allowed to express yourself. Yes, he's made the odd mistake, but he's been allowed to have make those mistakes because of the position that we found ourselves in. And then you've got Dan Byrne as a centre-half playing left-back, who I know a lot of Newcastle fans have had their moans and groans, but for the majority, the vast majority of the season, he's been absolutely phenomenal. And again, that comes down to what they're doing on the training pitch and making sure that that four cannot be broke down. And it's the fact that they've been fit for the majority of the season as well, if not all the season, just shows that with training on the pitch, going into games, the improvements are just there. They're just there. And you look at, like I say, Fabian Scher, which we'll mention it later on, but he's just absolutely... It's just, ha- the defence is just brilliant. I have, to, I have to give you an example of, of when football fans are proved right. So Fabian Scher said in an interview towards the end of this season that uh, the difference between this Newcastle side and previous Newcastle sides have played in is that if they go 1-0 down, the new would be okay because all they're doing every single game is the exact same as they're doing in training. So their plans are the same, the way they react to things are the same, their patterns of play are all planned, the defensive structure is planned. Whereas previously, you go 1-0 down in a game, and you said, what the fuck do we do now? There was no plan in place, and it's such a good point. First of all, from him to confirm what every single Newcastle fan knew about what was going on previously when Shaw played under the previous manager, but also that nothing's happened by chance this is all planned everything they do I think it was um possibly the Leicester Cup game when Dan Byrne scored and he's been interviewed by Sky possibly with Eddie Howe at the end and Dan said to Eddie Howe I think that was a pattern five and Eddie Howe was like shut up Dan it doesn't exist <laughs> don't tell the world what <laughs> that, that all of this is planned and attacking players planned defensive players planned the press is planned how probably time waste is planned it's all planned and meticulous behind the scenes and um, I'm really pleased you brought it up so I can make that point we'll do one more for part two of the show then but I mean I think we touched on on a few things there but I come to you Johnny because you want to talk about like the culture that how has created uh, on and off the pitch it's just the professionalism it's the standards it's just everything it's just absolutely everything any little thing that can be done to improve this new this new Newcastle United they're doing it and I know what we're seeing in terms of behind the scenes, the infrastructure's improving and it will get to that end goal where we will be like, yes, we're actually a proper football club with a great training ground and it will get there. But in terms of what he can do physically on the pitch with the players, it it, it just doesn't let anybody get away with anything. And, and in the nicest possible way, like I think one of the best examples I could see was the Anthony Gordon situation at the end of the game against Brentford. You know, just, yes, we've won the game, but he still need to be put in his place because you don't, you don't go out of line. And I know Matt Ritchie was there to kind of calm things down as well, but he 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 basically told everybody who was boss at, at that moment, and he has the respect of everybody as we've mentioned. But I think this Newcastle United was almost getting patronised in the last few years, and now we we're, we're becoming more hated, which is nice. I, I don't mind that. I, I like it if I, if I'm being honest because 
it just shows that we're doing the right things and that is the culture. The culture's winning at Newcastle United where it wasn't. It was kind of like, well, if we do win, that's a bonus. But now it's actually, we want to win every single game that we can that we, that we we face. And it doesn't matter if you play Man City at the Etihad or, you know, Forest Green in the FA Cup at home. We, the, the standards and the culture is there. We win games now. We want to win every game. We want to finish as high as possible. We want to be in the best competitions. We want to be trying to be getting to the last stages of cup games, which we did at, at Wembley against Man United. And now we're going to be in the Champions League. That's the that's the culture. That's the standard. Let's improve it. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, it it comes down to the mentality, Johnny. Like, how, like the big games this season in the league. Like we've managed to to pick up points and and not and not look out of place. I mean, the cup final aside, um, there's I don't think there's been games this season really where we've looked out of place. Or if there's been like, a, I think it was mentioned before. Like how many games this season we were like only one goal in front and we weren't worried. Like if that was a Steve Bruce team one goal in front, I was petrified until the final whistle went. Like there's just there's just a comfort of like they've got this, it's all right. And it's it comes down to the mentality of the players and the mentality of the manager. Like you look at Kieran Trippier, he he manages the game so well in game. Um and even if it comes down to a bit of shit house and stuff like that, and Johnny rightly says we hated for it now. Absolutely love it. It's 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 great that we hate it because with success comes hatred from other fans and it's out of nothing but jealousy and it's nice to be the team that people want to be instead of us looking at other teams and being like, wow, I wish we could be them. I mean, a couple of years ago, I was sitting in, sitting in uh, the King Power Stadium in Envy at Leicester. Leicester are probably looking at us from the championship now thinking, God, I'd give, I'd give it, I'd, like, I'd, I give so much to be like Newcastle now, so it's ju- it just comes down to the mentality and and what Eddie Howe's managed to accomplish in terms of bringing in the right players. We'll mention recruitment in a minute, and and uh, obviously just making sure his principles of of play and stuff like that, as mentioned with the Brentford stuff. Um, he's the boss. Everybody knows he's the boss, but it's like a, it's a good environment to be in, and I think we've mentioned that on previous podcasts with culture as well. Yeah, I was just about to say that, Kyle. So thanks for reminding me. It's it's Charlotte's talked about this a lot on 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 podcast too. The all of the extracurricular stuff that the club releases, the kind of fun videos, the you know coin fork water stuff. <laughs> so I don't have a word for it, but extracurricular have to do. It's uh it's all kind of designed, I assume, to show what a fun environment. Uh, and one of you used the the terms relaxed. Like training looks relaxed. Obviously, they have to work very hard. Intensity is their identity, but they all seem to be mates. Charlotte's talked about how on social media they're all having patter with each other and, and all that kind of stuff. Like it does seem like he's built a community of very, very good, talented, hard, fast footballers, but also who are good people who create a positive environment for themselves and others to thrive and that kind of stuff. It doesn't happen by accident, particularly when you're dealing with multi-millionaire young men, um, footballers. The reason it doesn't happen at most football clubs, there's a reason that Eddie Howe has probably had to go above and beyond in terms of planning how to improve the training ground, and they've done a lot of training ground improvements. This is all the work of a man, one of you used the word meticulous, who is in absolute control of every aspect and is really keen on the environment. And I think that probably spreads across the football club as a whole, not just the first team making sure that the environment is as capable as possible of getting the absolute best out of 
everyone at the football club, but particularly the first team, to uh, to make sure that the club is performing as well as it can. And I think people are probably aware of it, but just in case they're not, I just I think it's an important message to say this is not an easy thing to do to to get all of your players, but particularly the ones who who don't play every week, to buy into what you're doing. Um, and, and and have this camaraderie, which is absolutely crucial to the way that the team play on the pitch. Everyone looks out for each other. If you're going to press like Newcastle do, every single person has to do their job. There can't be recriminations with each other. You can't be in a huff with your centre-back colleague if one of them doesn't track a runner, all that kind of stuff. It's um, it's an absolutely massive part of what Howe's done, and he probably deserves as much credit for that as anything else, I feel, Carly. Yeah, just... Um touching on the culture of the club and you know for so long it's been stories that come out the change room and not good yeah. stories especially kind of before Eddie Howe was appointed in terms of things that are happening we're not training just people weren't happy really at the end of the day but you just never you don't get any of that now and I, I love in terms of the finer details he goes to Eddie Howe when when he first joined the club it was a case of right speaking to everyone but he's going into such a finer details in terms of in their family, how did you get here? How how are you? How did you get in Newcastle? What's your your experience so far? Even like birthdays and stuff from like family as well, just to build. I say like I trust from kind of day one. There, I think Sean Longstaff said it maybe before the final, saying like Eddie Howe saved my my career. But he said I spoke to Eddie Howe in the first month than I have to the previous manager last two years. Um, says so much, and as you said it, that it just seemed like a not only relaxed but fun environment to be in. Um, at the training ground and what they've done they obviously we've been restricted in terms of of the ownership in terms of what's been done around the changing room but around uh, in terms of that but in terms of like he's got takes a picture at the end of the game fan like other fans teams probably hate it um <laughs> and they say he's got the football in the, the training ground now showing of each game and knowing what it feels like um i think he had something in terms of when they did like running in terms of distance he ran and they put that on to try and get that kind of competition in there so the culture he's built is just completely different to, to anything any managers beforehand we've done. I know kind of Rafa probably built, but he's a different character and a way different personality. I think he's been kind of a, a, known as what I think Gerard came out. He's a quite a cold character. So just that personality, Eddie Howe, is just what we need. Um, and yeah, he's just done such a remarkable job of doing that. Really important before we move to part two, I think, just to say a lot of this stuff is very much... If, if, you, if you're people listening to this thinking, well, that's all good and well, but when you're winning, when you're doing well in the league, it's easy to say all this stuff. But what I would say to that is, as much as we talk about Newcastle's fearless approach to Manchester United at home this season, we also did it to Manchester United at home last season when we were 19th in the Premier League. Like you say, Cowley, Newcastle went you know, away on that Saudi Arabia trip. They're just beating Leeds, of course, which was massive, but... The, even though Howe came in and didn't win many of his first games, there was still none of the stuff coming out about unhappy players. It could have been easy for players who thought, Eddie Howe, we're the richest club in the world, or I'm this or I'm that, and we brought in Eddie Howe. He's been pretty consistent with the things he's done since day one. So he's kind of done it in adversity, which there was at the start, uh, and also done it during times of success, which we are fortunate to experience right now. going to do another advert break, come back after this uh, to talk about uh, a few other things that have impressed us about Eddie Howe this season. Are you, like Newcastle United, one of those who all you do is win every single day, no matter what? Well, if you want to win at running your own business, it's time to draft Shopify as your all-in-one commerce platform. 
Forget the off-season work. Shopify makes it simple to sell to anyone from anywhere. Whether you're selling warm-ups or wall hangers, it's time to start selling with Shopify and join the platform simplifying commerce for millions of businesses worldwide. With Shopify, you'll customise your online store to your brand, discover new customers and build the relationships that create die-hard fans. Shopify fields all the sales channels to grow a winning business, from an in-person POS system to an all-in-one e-commerce platform, even across social media platforms like TikTok, Facebook and Instagram. And thanks to 24-7 support and free on-demand business courses, Shopify is on your team every step of the way. It's how every minute new sellers around the world score their first sale with Shopify, and you can too. Shopify is the secret to becoming a business champion by making it simple for anyone to sell their products anywhere, taking the guesswork out of selling. When you're ready to take your winning ideas into the world, team up with Shopify, the commerce platform powering millions of businesses down the street and around the globe. Try out Shopify for free today and start selling anywhere. This is a possibility powered by Shopify. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash truefaith, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash truefaith to start selling online today. That's shopify.com slash truefaith. One of the things that I want to talk about regarding Eddie Howe is ambition. Now, you can't finish in the top four of the Premier League unless you have the ambition to do so. I'm not suggesting that Eddie Howe and his coaching staff or the people in the club thought at the start of the season they'd finish fourth. What I do remember from the start of the season is Eddie Howe being asked uh, in the press conference, I think before the Nottingham Forest opening game of the season, uh, he was asked, would a top, a top 10 finish be considered a success for this season? And Howe fired straight back. Uh, let me assure you, our expectations are much, much higher than that. Now, Eddie Howe also at the end of the season after the Leicester game said, we're ahead of schedule of where I thought would be finishing fourth. So you can probably deduce from that he was maybe aiming for a top six finish, possibly. Okay, only he will know that. It doesn't really matter because it matters what you do rather than what you want to do. But at every single point in the season, whenever Howe has been thrown a bone to talk down the team, whether it be achievement, whether it be... And it's... It, 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 it's I feel like it's um, it's very much... Uh, an English thing this I don't think it happens as much in other countries or a British thing where when someone's doing well you almost have to take the opportunity to talk down the achievement and prepare for failure so when Eddie Howe when he cast were on that unbeaten run between games what games 5 and 24 so that uh, is what 19 games went unbeaten or 18 or 19 games went unbeaten um you know, constantly being asked, oh, you how long can you actually keep it going though and the easy thing to, to say would have been well, we'll probably lose a game soon or uh, you know, it's been ridiculous. It's, it's the Premier League, of course, we've, we've been a bit lucky. And at every single juncture, he's been like, in fact, he really, he really, I think it was after the Chelsea game uh, just before the break when he said, actually, we've kind of had a few more points this season. We've been a bit unlucky. That kind of elite mentality, you've got to be, you've got to be confident to do it. You've got to be bold because you're setting, you're, you're the journalist or whoever is asking these questions are after two things from you. The one, a good headline to say, how long can this last? We know it's going to all fall apart. I just want to, you know, I'm, I'm realistic. And then they also, if you don't do that, want to build you up to knock you down. So if it does all fall apart and you end up finishing seventh after being in the top four most of the season, they can look back at your own hubris or your own overconfidence, typically Newcastle United, Eddie Howe, what does he know? 
well, actually, he knows quite a lot because I think he recognised from early on that this team were capable of doing what they did. I think that that kind of ambition behind the scenes to create the environment that he's creating to to bring in the elite fo- footballers that he has, none of it has been an accident. And if he hadn't been as ambitious as he was for his group of players, we'll talk about those group of players next probably, this would have been impossible. And I've just been so impressed. And the famous one, Kyle, all the examples I've given will always be overshadowed. Oh, sorry, was it you, Johnny, one of you, when he talked about Keith Downey and Kyle? Yeah. And that, sorry, and there, the um, the Spurs game. That will be the famous quote because most managers in that situation would bat it off saying, oh, we'll respect Spurs a great deal. Any game against a fellow top four chasing side is good. Of course, we want to win the game, but we have to be realistic. None of that bullshit. It was just like, well, what do you think? It was a funny answer, but it was also just like, we're Newcastle United. We're at home. Spurs were above us in the league table when that question was asked. They were above us in the league. And he said, well, you know, of course we want to win the game. Of course we think we're going to win the game. That's an elite mentality that I've never really seen from the Newcastle United manager as an adult anyway. I think he's been, I think in the in the press conferences, though, I think he's done it in a respectful way. He hasn't completely said, oh, like he hasn't, he's always said that the opposition's good, regardless of who, who the opposition is. I think he's always, he's, there's that line. But let's big ourselves up. Let's big ourselves up. Let's big these players up. Let's big the likes of Sean Longstaff up. Who's been, who's got, who was getting a lot of criticism for the last 12, 18 months of freeze performances. And now let's actually big him up for, big him up for performances that he's done really, really well in. But I, I do take your point, Alex, about the fact that he is an ambitious manager. He's an, he's an elite coach. But it is down to the mentality. If you want to be in the best competitions, being in, towards the top end of the Premier League, Look who's just won the treble. Pep Guardiola has probably got one of the best mentalities in world football, if not the best. And you, you obviously, I'm not com- comparing what Pep Guardiola's done early how, but there is certain aspects where you go, well, if he if he's getting the best out of certain aspects of this football team now, when let's be honest, the actual prime objective was to probably finish top six, top seven, and he's over exceeded that. What's it going to be like the next couple of years? Because that's the that's the big question now. But You've got, you've got to be ambitious. What did we What did we all say when we got taken over by by uh, the, by the Saudis? Now we've got a bit of hope. Now we've got a bit of ambition. Now we've got the manager. Now we've got the manager that has that ambition. The manager that wants to be as ambitious as possible. Yes, he has probably that little bit of hope to do even better. But his ambition is to be the best manager in the Premier League, to win the Premier League, to be in the best competitions with Newcastle United right now. And I'm all on board for that ambition. I think. Um what people will look at next season is where, what New, where can Newcastle finish? We, we'll be in another competition, we'll be in the Champions League now. And I think a few things people will be saying uh, we'll not do it again. We'll not finish in top four we'll, we'll, because we're playing an extra game a week. And where we're going to get in the Champions League, are you, you, you're going to get out of the group or you might get third, you're going to grow up. And it's Eddie Howe will be listening to all that and thinking, I'm going to get in who we're going to get in the Champions League. We're good enough to beat <laughs> many teams in that. As if you look at this, like, competition this season um like the, the uh, AC Milan you look at their team where they've reached um this that far in the competition and no doubt we can we can get at that group depending who we've got in it but um again with the league form he will not want to think all right I'll we'll go and get like six seventh really we'll happy we just have a decent Champions League run that'll happen again we want to establish ourselves in that top four and um yes there's going to be an extra game there's going to be a, a competition but it obviously will recruitment will be a big part of that and we'll get more depth in that squad but again he'll want to go he'd be ambitious he'll want to get 
get that top four or even higher rather than looking down the table and thinking who's going to because people are saying oh, oh Chelsea's going to have a better season next season are they like there's a lot to do with them like Liverpool's going to have a better season probably um, but looking at teams below um, Spurs but I think he'll just look up look at what Man City and kind of Arsenal and think right I want to go that way rather than thinking teams are going to catch us up because at the minute where for example Chelsea we're just so far ahead of them and I think people just think they're just going to easily catch us up but they're not that's the thing I mean we are talking a bit about next season but I think it needs to be said Chelsea will get better Liverpool will get better I agree but why won't we get better? Yep. <laughs> why won't we continue to improve at a faster rate than they can improve as we have done in the last two seasons massively? So it's not as simple, like you say, Cowley, of them just getting a bit better and catching us. We're going to talk, we'll finish off then two points really that, that feed into one. Uh, let's talk about what Howe has done with his players and the players he's brought in. So Carl, one of your points was not just the signings he's made, which we'll come on to, but the massive improvement in the players that he's inherited. Yeah, I mean, you, you look you look through the spine of the team, Cher, uh, Sean Longstaff, Jacob Murphy, all these players, Wilson, Wilson like you, you look through the team, Almiron, like it's, these are players Steve Bruce described as R1 better players, like they were, they were deemed not good enough for the Premier League at one point by the media and it's just like, Jacob Murphy's going to be a Champions League player next season, like that is, that is mental to me. Um, and Joe, like Joe Linton as well. As we record this, he scored his first goal on his debut for Brazil last night. And it's just like, when Eddie Howe took over, Joe Linton was seen as one of the biggest flops in Premier League history. And like the fan, fans were like, well, it's been a couple of years now and obviously he's not been great and stuck up front all on his own for two years under Bruce. And it's just like, Eddie Howe's like galvanised these players and like Miggy Almiron scoring 12 goals in four years would have been the norm <laughs> but he's managed to score that in one season it, um, it, it's just it's just unbelievable really how we've managed to get the best out of those those types of players who were written off and I think they'll probably be enjoying this movement and this like progression and everything more than anybody else because they were there when we were struggling to beat Southampton at home and, and like, <laughs> where we just couldn't win for love no money. And, yeah, they've just been a part of the journey from day one and they've got better through it. They're there on merit. They're not there because, like, they're, they're not just there because they're just there like they used to be. It's because they've deserved to be there. Like, Jacob Murphy being in the team, as much as I criticised them personally, at the front end of last season, he deserved to be there on merit. Sean Longstaff, like, yeah. Um, and I know you want to mention Cher, so take it away, John. <laughs> Thanks, Kyle. Um, no, I, I, just one real quick point before I mention about Fabian Cher. I actually think Eddie Howe would enjoy that challenge of improving the players that he's actually got on the training pitch because, like Kyle rightly says, they were all written off. We've all, we've all personally written them off. I said on Newcastle fans, Steve, I'd sell Jordan for 10 million quid after the year one, after year two. So because it was it was that bad, you just thought he can't improve. We can't get the best out of him. We just we don't know what his best position is. But Eddie Howe would probably would have looked at that Newcastle squad closer to the time of him being appointed, going right. How can I improve him? How can I improve him? How can I improve him? And he probably was probably still watching Newcastle. Well, that's why he got the point. job. Yeah, he got the job allegedly because in his interview compared to other candidates, he said, "Here's what you've got. Here's how I'm going to make them better." Mm-hmm. Rather than here's what I need in January, it was 
here's how these players can do better and know they can do better. It's a pretty bold statement to make, but again, backed it up. Yeah, no, you 100% he backed it up because how many how many times did Newcastle fans mention, and I'll talk about Fabian Cher now, I mean, no, me and Kyle certainly have this conversation, Fabian Cher cannot play in a two for Newcastle United on a consistent basis. Yeah. He can't, he can't. We're wrong. <laughs> we are so wrong. Massively. Massively wrong, yes, he has got, he's got better players around him, but in terms of that position, he... I think that's one of the best improvements. I know Joe Linton gets all the headlines, and rightly so, but improving Fabian Cher to play in a two and to trust him in a two, uh, and the fact he utilises his best um, uh, his best strengths, that is, that, 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 that diagonal ball, that, that killer pass. How many times did we say that this season? West Ham away, Tottenham at home. There's probably others that I forgot, but what, what he's done is, is that he has basically gone right. I know your strengths. I'm going to make it even better at that. And then we'll look at your weaknesses later on. And then we'll try and, you know, make sure that we don't see them as much. And Sean Longstaff, again, probably another another best example of that. Well, let's get, let's get the best out of you possible. And he knows he's improved so much. But yeah, that, that's, that it comes back to Eddie Howe. Eddie Howe goes, right, this is, what you, this is what I can do as a coach to help you. I'm giving you all the tools. You go out there and show me. And he's certainly done that. I think with, um, I mean, look at it, that's for sure. So before... Eddie Howe came in. So the season prior to that, he played 19 games. Um, very much out of kind of favour. And then I think two in the first 11 before Howe came in. And then he's played 41 games this season. Um, <laughs> it's just, I say, a massive turn. I think, obviously, said, I think Howe was actually after um, Shaw at Bournemouth. So that, that helped. Um, but yeah, just him coming in and telling the, I think Sean Longstaff is a perfect example where Longstaff, he said he didn't enjoy coming to training. Um, and he just... He said he had to play catch up because he's done two years of nothing really, um, not really being coached, and he was two years like behind. And Eddie Howes came in. I think at the time he might even be linked to Evan because Rafa was there, and obviously Rafa yeah. liked him and got a little, got quite best out of him in terms of nine or ten games he had at the end of that season. And Eddie Howe put kind of arm around him, and he said, "I just needed a bit of, like love and kind of shown what I can do in this side." And look what we've seen of him and how he's improved so much this season. And he has been criticised a few games. He's finishing, can be better. We know that. But if you look at the Villa game, he wasn't playing. And people can go back and say, and, oh, was part, not in all reason, but part of the reason was the intensity, the, the work rate. And John Longstaff wasn't in that side. So there, there's a great example. But like the likes of Almiron scoring 11, 12 goals this season. It's more than what he has the last three and a half seasons. And he's worked in that in the summer in terms of right this is where you need to be this is how you like helping on his kind of end product he's finishing and it's it's paid off hugely i mean obviously under the previous manager he was the back 10 he was kind of probably playing in center midfield and getting the ball from the edge of our box and trying to break away so it's completely different style of approach we've done that but again joe linton again it was a bit of um i cannot look but in terms of how norwich and how he came about and playing that position but it wasn't a case of right he's played that position once in that game We'll go back up front. He's now found out that he's very good in that position and work on improving in that position. So, yeah, everyone who he's had has improved, really. Um. The Joe Linton one, I just want to say, I'm sure that I read something from Mark Douglas in the week in the weeks how took over saying they think Joe Linton might be a midfielder. So, yes, it's a lovely story, and it did undoubtedly play a role. Kieran Clark getting sent off against Norwich, but I'm almost positive that they would... They'd, done it in training it was already a plan but maybe it just needed that little bit of uh, disaster on the pitch for it to kick into action we're going to leave it there for today because we've run out of time uh it's been an absolute pleasure to talk to you all got loads more coming for you listeners on this true faith free podcast over the summer as we start to build up 
uh, to pre-season and then the very, very exciting 23-24 season. If you like what we do, come and support us on Patreon between 3 and £8 a month for loads and loads of these kind of podcasts every single week. Uh, Eddie Howe's a class manager. We knew that before we started recording. I'm even more convinced of it now. Thanks very much to you three lads for your time. Uh, speak to you all very soon. Cheers. Bye-bye.